This is a well-known psalm. This is a psalm that men, even little children, I believe in our midst, have memorized this psalm. This is a psalm that's been a great comfort to the people of God since it's been penned. This is a psalm that is known by the people of God and in every nation the Gospel has gone to, people have sang this psalm. This psalm is a psalm of joy. This psalm is a psalm of pure delight. This psalm is a psalm where we see all that God does for us. In this section of the Psalms, we need to understand that that in Psalm 22, we see the suffering servant. In Psalm 23, we see the Lord our shepherd. In Psalm 24, we see the Lord our King. And it is in knowing who God is and knowing what He has done for us in Christ and knowing His faithfulness and how He works and how He moves in all redemption and how He moves particularly for you and for I, Those are the things that will sanctify you and make you strive all the more to be conformed to the image of Christ. The more you know Him, the more you know about Him, the more you see the faithfulness of His ways in your need, the more you will cling to Him and you will walk in His ways. It is not our our seeing our need that our, our greatest weakness, brothers and sisters, is that we think ourselves strong. That we think ourselves able. We get in points of our life where we're not dependent upon the Lord as we once were. In Revelation, it talks about you have fallen away from your first love. You You have slid away. Return to Him. Return to your first love. And brothers and sisters, when we were born again, we were wrought by the Spirit of God and we were brought into the kingdom of heaven by the preaching of the gospel, by having an understanding of who God is and what He has done for us in Christ. When we were first brought to Him, all we wanted was Him. That's it. If that hasn't happened in your life, you're probably still estranged and far from God. There is a work that God does in the people of God where all they want... They rise in the morning. They go to sleep at night. They desire the true and living God to manifest Himself unto them and to feed their soul. Brothers and sisters, that is what you need every single day is for God to feed your soul. Could God to lavish Himself upon you. And in this picture in Psalm 23 of the shepherd, we see how God lavishes Himself to His people. And that He Himself is our hope and stay. He Himself is our delight. He Himself does everything for His people. As has been said here, that God will move the earth, the nations, for His people. And God is particularly, every single one of us, is particularly working and moving. Those that are in crisis, particularly working and moving as your shepherd. He is the shepherd of his sheep, and he is a faithful shepherd. He's not degradant. He is a faithful, faithful shepherd. So I'm going to read this psalm, and then I'm going to speak forth of what the text brings forth. Brothers, in, these, in, the, in, this, in this psalm, it is 
like I said, a great encouragement to your soul. But as I am putting forth to you what it means that the Lord is our shepherd, I want you to think, for me, is this true? Not for your neighbor, not for other people in your family members, but for you, is this true? Is the Lord your shepherd? And in this text, we will see what may, what's, what's the marks of the Lord being our shepherd. How does He work and how does He move? And in that, we will, we, will, we will see all the goodness of God and what He does for us in His Son. One thing I want to mention even before I read is that we know this shepherd is the Lord Jesus Christ. We know from the New Testament the chief shepherd and bishop of our soul. We see that in Peter. We see all the acknowledgement in Hebrews how it talks about the Lord is our shepherd. And not only that, it, it goes through John 10 where the Lord says, I am the good shepherd of the sheep. I have a flock. They are all mine. They will all be coming to me. This is just in summation. This, they're all going to be coming to me. I have one fold. And they are my people. And I go after them. I seek after them. I feed them. And this is something, brothers, that knowing this, knowing this, this is eternal life. To know the Lord. To know Him in all of His ways. To know Him in all of His offices. To know Him in all of His person. To know what He has done for us through reconciling us back to the Father through the blood of His cross. Now he, she, he, he watches over. We hear His voice. We follow Him. He guides and protects. But let me get into the text. Let me read the full text and then I will go through the text. And I trust this will be a great help to you and to me. This is what we live upon. Psalm 23. A psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Let me pray. Father, we come before You clinging to Your Word. clinging to the promise of your word, that you are a God who is amongst your people. You are a God who feeds your people. 
You are a God who delights to do good unto your people. So Lord, in your grace and in your mercy, being the chief shepherd of the sheep, feed your people as you have said and as you have done for my brothers and sisters in Christ for many days. Glorify yourself in this hour. Use us, we pray, for your name's sake. Amen. The psalm first starts out with the Lord. Then we see the Lord condescending is my shepherd. We see the self-existent, all-sufficient God, the Lord, Yahweh, the one who makes covenant with people. The one who condescends, as we have learned in our covenant from our, the Baptist covenant, that every single covenant that God makes is a condescension of himself to man. We see in the Lord being our shepherd, we see God is fully, willingly desiring and serving his people. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In this psalm, in the, the first verse is really a putting forth of what the rest of the psalm is about. Since He is our shepherd, we shall not be wanting in anything. This is a psalm of promise. And He says here, the Lord, Yahweh, is my shepherd. We see personal. We see God being personal with His people. That he's not other people's shepherds. But the psalmist is, is, is concerned about the Lord being my shepherd. The Lord being your particular shepherd. And in him being your shepherd, you shall not be wanting. You shall not have need that he will not supply. In this word shepherd, the shepherd is also translated feed. This morning as Kyle was reading in 2 Samuel 5, and he says the Lord comes to David and says that he will be the shepherd of Israel. In the King James Version, he will feed the people of Israel. The other word is feed. So in the term, the Lord being our shepherd, it, in, in, the, in the term, it means to feed. It means to supply for our want. The psalmist here is saying that the Lord, the one that has all things, that supplies all things, has created all things, that Lord is our one that sustains, the one who upholds, the one who holds all things together. He is the one that feeds his people. The Lord, the Lord God of Israel, was his personal shepherd. And he says, I shall not want. The opposite of that, I shall be supplied. All my needs shall be supplied in him being my shepherd. What is man wanting in? What is our want in? It says in Peter that all we have went astray. All we like sheep have went astray. It says in Isaiah, Peter's quoting Isaiah, that we have all went astray. 
And we have returned to the shepherd, shepherd and bishop of our souls. What are we wanting in? What are the people of God wanting in? Because knowing Him as our shepherd, He supplies our want. What, is he, what does He do for His people to feed them? Our Lord feeds His people upon His Word. He feeds His people upon the, the opening of the Word of God. As I, as I spoke last week in the call to worship, the God opening the, the beautifulness of the law of God, the Word of God. And He says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want in anything. I shall not be wanting. Brothers and sisters, take a moment, just a moment. God, the Lord God, is your shepherd. Young people, if you are in Christ, all those in Christ, He feeds he opens eyes. He gives understanding. He's one who he, he gives you understanding to the Word. He's the shepherd of the sheep. It doesn't matter the age. doesn't matter how, how poor. doesn't matter where they're at. He is the one who comes and He feeds His sheep with His Word. It is what we need. It is what we delight in. Think about the condescension. It says in the Old Testament, in Jeremiah, that the pastors, are what they do is to he feeds with knowledge and with understanding. In Jeremiah 3.15. God being our shepherd, He doesn't just feed us begrudgingly. But we see in the second verse, it says that He makes me lie down in the green pastures. What this means is that He makes us to, to abide in Him, to abide in His Word. He has changed us. He has made us His very own. And since He has, He makes us to lie down in the ways of pleasantness to feast upon Him and upon His Word. How gracious is that? We were those that went astray. We were those that went our own way. And yet, we now are those that he, he feeds. He pays attentive care. He goes in and out with us. As we wake in the morning, He's there. As we go to sleep at night, He's there. Daily feeding. See, brothers and sisters, since He's the shepherd, we are the sheep. We are low. We are those to be guided and directed by Him. Him being the shepherd means that we have one that is over us. One that is in authority. But one who takes upon Himself. Takes upon Himself. It is my job to take care of you. We see this in Genesis 31. When, Esau, when Jacob is dealing with his father-in-law, right before he gets to Esau, and he says to him, where the sheep were, in a sense, I was. That which I lost, I, when, they, when there was dew, I was, when I was in the sun, I was getting scorched with them. 
When, I, when it was cold and freezing, I was there with them. So is our Lord. So is our Lord. that He is one who, who is with us all the way. And in this it says, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. There is rest in Him. We see in verse 2, there is rest, there is abiding in under our shepherd. He makes you to lie down in pleasant places. He makes you to lie down in places where you get fed. And you get fed by His Word. In Job 23.12 it says, I have esteemed thy word more than my necessary food. So in the, here He makes me lie down in green pastures. It's a, it's a putting forth that He is the one that puts us He's the one who takes care of us. He's the one who watches over us. And He puts us in pastures that are green. Pastures that are good. Pastures that are lush. All of God's ways are good. We were those that were ones that were going into the rough places. But God has brought us into green pastures. He's brought us into a land where we can be fed and where we can grow. And that land is, is one that He leads us in. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. I wish I could say it better. In this word... Next he goes, he leads me beside the still waters. This word leads is a different word than leads in the next verse. This word leads here means that he is one, he leads us in ways of quietness. Peace, consolation, repose to protect, sustain, carry, feed, guide. And he leads gently on. This is the same word that Jacob uses when Esau comes to him and is dealing with him. And he said, no, you go before me. I have to lead them on softly, the word of God says. It's the same word. That word lead is that he leads his people on gently. He's not a, he, he, Jacob knew he could not drive his sheep. He had mothers with ewes. And in Isaiah 40, verse 11, it talks about the Lord, our shepherd, and it says that he leads them softly. That he leads them as a, a woman with, uh, a, a sheep with ewes, a sheep with young, that he leads his people, understanding where they're at, understanding what they need. Our shepherd is one that leads us with the understanding. What this means, brothers and sisters, when it says in Jeremiah that the true shepherds are those who feed with knowledge and understanding, he's, he's putting forth there, it's not just with knowledge, but what they can take. And understanding as men in the home, understanding what our wives can take. 
But the Christ does it perfectly. He knows exactly where we're at. And He leads with an understanding, leading us softly, leading us gently to Him in ways of pleasantness. He leads besides still waters. Another interpretation is besides waters of rest, as it says in the bottom, or waters of quietness. The Lord's ways, brothers and sisters, the more that we know of them, the more we see that they're ways of pleasantness, the ways of goodness. All the world, as Austin spoke this morning, all the world is chaos. Even the pictures used waters as in seas that the world's being tossed to and fro as a way by which to show that the world is just going crazy. But God doesn't lead that way. He leads in plain ways. He leads in ways that He has given us to His directive. He makes us to lie down. And not only makes us to lie down, but He leads us. He goes before us. Besides still waters, waters that are living, waters that give us life, He leads us beside still waters. Sheep are those easily scared. Sheep are those that, are need, that need attention and care. And the Lord doesn't lead us into the tumultuous waves. He, lead a, he leads us in, in ways that are the still waters of quietness and peace. The ways of the Lord are good. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. And this restoring of the soul, this word is a great word, which means to turn back, to bring back, to turn again, to repent, to set again in the right way. Him being the shepherd of the sheep, it deals with and talks of in John 10, where the Lord says He goes after and He seeks after. And then in Ezekiel 34, He seeks after. He seeks after. He goes after the lost sheep. He goes after those that are maimed. He goes after those that are offcast. He is one that goes after His people to restore them unto Himself. The restoration, brothers and sisters, that is dealing with here, he, he is a God that restores that which was fallen away, that which was tore up, that which was which we lost in the fall. He restores everything. He, he, not, he, he makes us those that are His own, but he, then he, he gives us a will to follow Him and to walk in His ways. Brothers and sisters, this is all due to the benevolence and goodness and kindness of God. He restores my soul, my whole entirety, my being. And not only that, this word, He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. This is, this is a, like I said, it's a different word. It's a means to transport unto another way. So He not only restored and brought us back to Himself, but He has made us to walk in His ways. And He leads us in paths of righteousness, not for us, 
but for His name's sake. He leads us in the ways that we should go. They are all taught of Him, from the least to the greatest of them, as was even mentioned this morning. All the people of God, brothers and sisters, Him being our shepherd, this is the very promise of God that He will teach all of His people. He will guide you. He will direct you in everything that you need. For you to go to anything else is craziness. He says, even though I walk through the valley, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This, the psalmist here is putting forth that God is with His people through the deep distresses of life. We are not those that are going to not be, have to go through some of the things of our neighbors that are heathens that don't yet know the Lord. But we will also have to go through things that God has orchestrated to bring about for our good. Every single thing that God has done to bring about all things for our good. And He says there, even though I walk through distresses of life, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. For thou are with me. Thy rod and thy staff. What does the rod have to deal with in the Scriptures? Now, brothers and sisters, there is so much beauty in this part of this text. I will not be able to articulate it to you. But there's the rod and the staff. The rod is a lot of things in the Scriptures. One, it's correction. It says, your rod and your staff. When I go through these things, I know I'm brought through them for some reason. It could be chastisement. It could be God wanting us to see more of Him and weaning us from the things of this world. But the rod in Scriptures is also new, is for God going after the enemies of God. The enemies of the people of God. That He goes after them with a rod. And not only that, brothers and sisters, the rod... In Leviticus 27, verse 32, deals with how the shepherd takes count of all the sheep as they come in and as they go out, as John 10 speaks of. He, and it says that they go into pasture and they, they come in and then they go out. The shepherd stands at the door and he counts every single one. He holds the rod out. And just like a man at work, when he's pointing to something, it's better to use, like in, in electrical, we use a measuring tape or we use a laser. What he's saying is, that one's mine, that one's mine, that one's mine. And they were to count all their sheep and make sure that they had it right counted so that they could tithe what was the Lord's. The shepherd was to take account for all of his sheep. They were his sheep. And they were his sheep to watch over, to guard, and to protect. There was his sheep to lead, to guide, and direct. The rod, brothers and sisters, is that God takes note of everything in our life. And everything in our life is for your good. Everything. And then your staff is direction. 
the Lord. And where the Lord goes, He goes. The staff was that which the shepherd used as he walked. And He says, where your rod and your staff, when I go through this valley, you are with me. You yourself are my hope. You yourself are my stay. And He says, where you walk, and, I, and you're, I'm with you, I'm following you, you're leading me. He says, you yourself, having your staff, knowing I'm in your will, it comforts me. He goes on to say, you prepare a table for, before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. This here is where the psalmist goes in the future tense. He basically is saying, as you have done, so you will do. It could be said, you will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. As I said, as he has done, so will he do. See the confidence here, brothers and sisters. You will prepare for me a table before me in the presence of my enemies. See the eye of faith that no matter what comes his way, that he knows that the Lord will prepare a table, a place of feasting, no matter what in the presence of your enemies. He says, even there, you'll be with me. And not only that, you will be with me more abundantly. He says here that you anoint my head with oil. This anointing the head with oil was a, a, a showing forth of welcoming. Our Lord, when He went in to Simon the Pharisee's house, and the woman, Mary Magdalene, the woman came and was drenching his feet with tears. And drenching his feet with anointing his feet. Our Lord says as a rebuke to Simon, He said, you've invited me over, but you did not anoint my head with oil, but she's anointed my feet. Anointing the head of oil in the old times was a showing forth of welcoming to communion. And what the psalmist is saying here, that even in the presence of our enemies, that God Almighty will, be welcome, will still welcome us unto Himself. And He Himself will feed us. No matter what, He will feed and take care of His people. He'll set a feast before us and He will anoint our head and make us to know that we are welcome in His presence no matter what comes against us. And He says, my cup overflows. In thinking about this, and anything comes my way, my cup overflows knowing that You will be with me and that You will take care of me through anything. And then He says, only, surely, Goodness and mercy will track me down all the days of my life. Shall follow me means a pursuit. He said, I know assuredly one thing for sure, 
that all the days of my life you will be tracking me down with goodness and mercy. All the days of my life. And knowing this, and walking in light of this, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Since I have you with me, since I know you're tracking me down with goodness and mercy, I know therefore that I will be with you in eternal glory. He says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. See this. You prepare a place for me in the presence of my enemies, a table for me. Not only that, but you, you are going to be tracking me down all the days of my life with goodness and chesed, with covenant kindnesses to us. All the days of my life. And since you are the Good Shepherd, and since you do all these things for your people, and since you are faithful, you will carry me unto the end. I will dwell in your presence for all of eternity. Forever and ever. Amen. So what? So knowing these things, brothers and sisters, I've spoke of all that God does as our shepherd. And he does so much more. I have pages here. As I was preparing this, I'm just going to give you my heart. As I was preparing this, And as I was looking at the Lord as my shepherd, I shall not be wanting in anything. And how the Lord marks out the life of the people of God and how He feeds the people of God and how He comes to us in our need. The thought came. It says here, the Lord is our shepherd, we shall not be wanting. I shall not want. That phrase, brothers and sisters, should drive us to the Lord in everything. When I think and, and I thought and I upon this text, man, I wish I could speak. But when I thought upon this text, what I thought, how is this manifest in our life? The Lord is my shepherd. We know ourselves to be wanting. We know ourselves to be those that need help from the Lord in everything. Everything. And here it promises that He'll lead us. He'll make us to lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside the still waters. Are you needy? What happens, brothers and sisters? I was talking to the men this afternoon. You don't know how wanting you are. In the home and at the workplace. Ladies. 
how much do you go to the Lord in everything? And how to deal with your children every day? How do you cling to the Lord? Brothers, as you prepare and you go into the workplace, are you clinging to the Lord to have help to deal with souls, to deal with men's souls, to deal with women's children's souls? Ladies that are in the workplace, do you, do you strive every single morning knowing that God has something prepared for you that you are to do? And that you need help from Him to have a word in season to those that are that God Almighty puts before you. Are you preparing, knowing that eternal things, eternal weight is, is on you, that you have things that need to be done that must be done unto the Lord? This is my fear. There's three, three types of people here tonight. We got the, and this is the application. For the one who is following the Lord, the Lord is near you. Keep on. Don't think yourself something. Take heed lest ye fall. Stay low. Stay clinging to the Lord. Stay going to His Word. Stay fellowshipping and communing with Him in prayer every single day. Plead for God Almighty to work in your life and to use you powerfully in other people's lives. The second one is one like me for the last basic year who worked in the power of my flesh, who resolved weekly as I heard the word preached, as I heard brothers exhort me and rebuke me and deal with me. I kept making promises to the Lord and oaths to the Lord. Lord, I want you. This is the second person. I want you, but I have many things in my life that are just hindering me. Many just cares of the world. Hindering me. And brothers and sisters, you will not have God and have other things. You have to let go and go after the Lord. So the second person is the person. Let me just tell you, brothers and sisters, go after Him. With everything in you, go after Him. He will lead you in place and place. He leads you beside the still waters. He, he restores your soul. He's one there to bring you back to Himself, to strengthen you, to quicken you, and make you alive, to work for Him. He's done it for me. I know it doesn't seem it, but He's done it for me, and He will do it for you. So keep on pressing in until He avails Himself to you. So there's the one that's walking in the ways of God and God is manifesting Himself so powerfully to you. I know what it is. Keep on. Second one, you desire it, you want it, go until He gives you Himself. And go every single day clinging to the Lord until He avails Himself to you. And then there's the third one. You like the idea of God as shepherd. You like the idea that he will be with you wherever you go. You like the idea that he'll lead you to some knowledge.
but you don't know them. You open the Word and it's like a letter that kills. You open the Word and you don't rely upon Him to teach you. You open the Word and you, you have no true hunger and thirst for the Word. You have no true hunger and thirst for, for the things and the ways of God and His commandments. You don't, you don't desire to walk truly in His ways. You don't desire to have full obedience given to the Lord. You do not know Him as your shepherd. Well, what I desired to do was to show you how willing He is to have you. How willing He is to teach you. We... All those in here that have been born, by the, born again by the Spirit of God are those that get led by the Lord. And He will lead you. I can stand here and say, God Almighty has led me through so many things and He will lead you. And He has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And He's come to you. And He comes as the Good Shepherd of the sheep that says, I know you are wanting, but I will supply all your want. I am the Good Shepherd of the sheep. They hear My voice and they follow Me. Wherever I go, they are with Me. He has a people. And the third one, go to Him. And He will have you. He will have you. Go to Him and plead that you cannot see, but you need your eyes open, your heart illumined, that you need to see the Lord Jesus Christ for who He is. You need to see God for who He is. You need to see your sin for what it is. You need to tell Him that you have no strength in yourself to obey His will and His way, that you need His strength worked out in you, and He will come, but you must go to Him. He will come. He's a willing Savior. He is a willing shepherd that watches over his sheep. And not, he's, he's coming after you through the preaching of God's Word in this place. Through men preaching to you, He's coming after you. He's pursuing you. Through your parents, He's pursuing you, little ones. He says He goes to those that were far off. God Almighty chastises the false shepherds, the false pastors in the Old Testament and says that they don't go to the people. But God is coming after you and He will have you. He will have you. He has us. We were once vile sinners who went astray. And God sends those who were once sinners, now saints, born again by the Spirit of God to say to you, He will receive you and He will abundantly pardon and He will lead you in everything. It is His promise. It, he is the Good Shepherd. Shepherds that were men led the sheep. But God is a shepherd of souls. God is a shepherd of men. And He does it gently, softly, pulling us with cords of a man and with bands of love, drawing sinners into Himself to the day of His power. He brings a man to Himself. And He doesn't leave him there, but He guides him. The rest of the days of your life, you will have Him and He will lead you. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Yea, though I walk 
through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no with me. Why? Because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare a place for me. The, the rest of your life, brothers and sisters, God will be preparing and God will be working and God is working right now all things for you. So in this, in the love of God in Christ Jesus, fly to Him more. Fly to Him more. Cling to Him. You are not strong. Children change, ladies. Children change. Brothers, our children change. And as they change, we need to be attentive to their needs, attentive to their wants. And God is. God, our shepherd, is attentive to our needs, our spiritual needs. And he takes meticulous care to take care, take care of every single one. He watches and guards. He is the one that, that keeps us and protects us. Oh, Lord, how great is your goodness towards us. So what are you? Be honest with God. Where are you at? Are you the one who's going after the Lord? Are you the second one who desires, who has slipped and fallen and is not totally clinging to the Lord? Are you the one that really doesn't know the Lord? Be honest with God. And He will restore your soul. He will help you to keep on. He will strengthen you for all the days of your life. Amen? I love y'all. I do. I do. And I hope this helped you with everything in me. Let's pray.